Hi, and welcome to Spotlight, Women in Jazz. I'm your host, Ava Gallo, and in this podcast, we'll be listening to various women in jazz talk about their career and adversities they may have faced as women in jazz. This podcast is affiliated with 92WICB Ithaca, which you can listen to anytime on our app, 92WICB, on WICB.org, 92WICB on iHeartRadio, or ask Alexa to play 92WICB, and of course on 91.7 FM in Ithaca, New York. We have a variety of shows, including Jazz Impressions, that plays every Monday through Friday from 12 to 2 p.m. The intro you just heard was Taking a Chance, performed by Allison Briggs and Fleur Soul. Allison Briggs is the band leader for the group Fleur Soul and is known as the glamour girl of jazz. They play an array of music from swing era hits, jazz standards, salsa classics, and ballroom selections. They have performed throughout New York City at a variety of venues, including Dizzy's Club and Birdland. The band ranges in size from 2 to 13 pieces. Allison Briggs is also a voiceover artist and attended NYU, where she double majored in musical theater and linguistics. She can perform music in seven different languages. Here's what she had to say. Hi, I'm here today with Allison Briggs. Thank you so much for joining me. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me here. Thanks. Um, so I guess my first question for you, um, how are you able to accomplish such versatility within your music. You're such a dynamic performer. Um, you're both a voiceover artist and a professional jazz musician. And then within the jazz that you do, you do like you do ballads, you do swing, ballroom, right? It's all like listed on your website. So um, how did yeah, how did you like accomplish all that diversity? Um, so I've always liked a variety. Um, and I think the two the two sides have always worked really well together. Like I, in the daytime, I spend a lot of time in my booth recording voiceovers and doing work. Um, and so that kind of goes really well with the singing aspect and kind of just learning everything from the micro things like mic technique and vocal stamina. Um, they both really work well together, but I, I don't know. I just, I've always had a really eclectic love of music. And then I married my husband who is Puerto Rican and that opened up a whole new Pandora's box of music for me. And so I'm always kind of looking for more and, oh, I love that song. Well, this is my new favorite. Well, this is also my new favorite. So I've always been that kind of person who just like consumes as much music as I can. And what I've found through the years of performing is a way to uh, kind of tie it all into a cohesive show that people don't feel like, whoa, where did that come from? But it's a nice variety that all still has the same theme. Like it all still makes sense that it's in the same show together. I yeah. took a couple of years of doing, but um, I guess I've just always had a really um, kind of eclectic, always searching kind of taste in music. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. Yeah, it's always great when people can like do so many different genres because I, I don't feel like genre like defines music. I feel like it's like you just pick what you like to sing and you sing it. So mm -hmm. yeah. And genres are, are so hard to 
even use anymore. Like when I, I just released an album in March and the hardest part ever of releasing albums is how do I classify this? Like the, the terminology and the websites can almost not even keep up with how music is evolving, which is cool, but it's also sometimes a little limiting because like we almost talk now in terms of like, what is that song? Well, it's, it's an Adele ish song, you know, or an Ariana Grande ish song or whatever. Like it's hard to just say, well, it's a jazz song. Well, you say jazz and the drop down menu is like, <laughs> yeah, like which so, kind? Like, yeah. there's so many. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's true. I think it's really impressive about the versatility within your music that you also perform in seven different languages. That's insane. Um, oh, where did you acquire that skill? Um, do you feel like language is like something that comes naturally for you? Is it like something you had to really work for? Seven. That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, like I said, I have really eclectic and varied taste but i i started learning i think i think french was the first language i learned when i was in junior high and then i i loved it and so i started taking german and i found out i could get out of art class if i took a foreign language because no one wanted to do that except me so i figured out how to get out of art and gym if i would just double up on all the languages so i did and I ended up just loving it. Um, and then after I, I married my husband, my Spanish got very good. So I've I've kind of tried to keep those going and they allowed me to explore and learn music in Italian and Yiddish because the Italian was so close to the Spanish and the Yiddish was so close to German. Mm-hmm. Having those foundations early on as a kid let me, fortunately, let me kind of consume even more music and and uh so now like we do salsa shows where you know it might be a three-hour show completely in spanish but you know when you have that core foundation then then you can do it and it's so fun so it gives you all these different flavors (laughs) yeah that's so cool yeah being a music student we take um like two semesters of diction and it's just italian french Mm. german and then english but um the Spanish, like we don't, we don't do any Spanish. Like we just stick to those main four, like, I guess like classical mm-hmm. um, yeah. languages. So Spanish and like Portuguese and jazz is like, so like Portuguese, you got to sing Portuguese for the old yeah. samba and stuff. So yep. yeah, it, it's really cool that you have that background. So what inspired you to like pursue this career in music? So I always had like this thing that I was trying to do and I didn't know quite what it was. And <laughs> I I always thought that it was that I wanted to do Broadway, but something never really, never really clicked for me. I went to NYU and I double majored in musical theater and uh, foreign languages. And my plan was always like Broadway, but, and something wasn't, really fitting for me and I over the course of of years and trial and error just kind of figured out like no I need to make my own show because I don't quite fit in anywhere which can be a blessing and a curse so it's a blessing in that I had a unique path but it was a curse in that it took me a really long time to figure it out (laughs) how do I do this how do I make my own show so I always wanted to do something with this great music and this is what i grew up listening to but i had to figure out how and um 
the kind of that the classic music of the 40s and the 50s it's it naturally suited my voice and my personality and i eventually started meeting musicians and was like yeah i have to figure out how to how to do this and i think once i got to new york that was when i started kind of seeing my my plan makes sense like yes this is what i've been trying to do i just couldn't put it to words if that makes sense <laughs> yeah no that yeah that makes total sense i actually saw you perform at birdland in like some, oh, in wow. summer of 2019 and i just like your your look too the way you like you know you dress to like for the 40s and the 50s and then you sing all those songs it was really cool so oh, yeah I, I think you do a really great job putting all those things together i just wanted Thank to say you. that yeah. well thanks so much that's cool yeah before before everything went to pot, we had some good shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, COVID has been crazy. It's definitely been good and bad for musicians, I feel like, because it's given us time to do things that we've wanted to do but had no time to do. But then the work has just been no work. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so being like a woman in jazz, um, do you feel like there have been adversities and difficulties you've faced Um if any, like, has, has has it been a hurdle at all that you've had to overcome professionally? Like, is it a big thing for you? Um, so what I would say is, it like, if you're looking at it from a, a work standpoint, like, have you encountered any, like, difficulty getting hired or whatnot? It's like, no, because I, I live and work in Manhattan and, mm. and it's like such a, ahead of the times kind of city that um actually i have clients who pretty much expect that like the person fronting the band will be a woman <laughs> which yeah. is which is great um they almost kind of expect that and they want that like well it should be a female singer and she'll be in charge of the band and and do her thing um which is pretty common but i would say i haven't really had any challenges in that aspect the challenge more that I have felt and noticed is like you mentioned time. It's the pressure from kind of social media and Hollywood and all that of like, you have to quick get famous and do it while you're young and beautiful. And then you'll be washed up. You know, you have to quick, you know, go viral and be a star before you're old and ugly. And it's like, well, <laughs> in jazz, it's the complete opposite. Like, jazz a jazz career is like wine like it only gets better yes the more years you give it so it's work it's kind of sometimes tuning out that pressure of oh i have to make it you know i have to make it now before i'm old and wrinkly and it's like those are the best jazz singers the ones who have yeah. <laughs> obviously spent all these years on stage and having these great experiences like so it's kind of oh, that pressure of tuning out society's visual youth pressures yeah. and especially as a woman you know we're always feeling that like body image pressure but tuning that out and making sure that you remember like when you're in your 20s and 30s you're a baby in jazz and yeah. making sure that you're okay with that like it's exciting because it's it's the complete opposite of like an olympic athlete where your body can only physically do those feats until you're maybe 35 or something. And then you do have to find something else. But jazz is the opposite. Like you're just getting going at 30 or 35 and you have 
all these years to only get better. So just kind of always reminding yourself to look at that. It's hard to do because there's so many industries that are like, you know, we have to be young and beautiful. And, and then when you're not, then you're gone. (laughs) So (laughs) that's, that's a challenge is to just tune out the pace and the pressure of social media and continue trying to enjoy the process, enjoy the moment and not pressure myself to be whatever that is. Like, you know, I have to make it by tomorrow, you know, no, I don't. (laughs) So just enjoying, you know, the ride because it can be a great long ride um, in jazz, which is a good thing. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I've never heard anyone say that about jazz because it is, it's difficult. It's like a difficult musical pathway. I mean, it's so Mm -hmm. theory, like everything about it is just, you have to take the time to learn it. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, I've never thought like, oh, like, you know, like there's that like thought in the pop industry, right? Like where you have to be a certain age. And I think that's like a really good point that with jazz, it only gets better. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, think of, I, I love to listen to Ella all the time, but if you listen in the, with the perspective of listen to her earliest recordings all the way through like her, her sixties years, which were magnificent, but her later years too, like her voice is changing all throughout, but just getting better and better and like more colors and ideas and, and kind of using her as a reference, like it didn't matter if she went to the gym or not. People didn't care. Yeah, <laughs> so she, her voice just like it, it just changed and developed and got better and better and better. And so many, you know, you can listen to different vocalists that way for reference. But that's one of the great things about this industry. Yeah. Yeah. I know for a lot of um, my peers and I at school um, and like young professionals, it's like a big thing. Like, it's never done. Like, I'm never done practicing. I can never just cross mm-hmm. it off the list. And it's frustrating sometimes, but like, it's also, you're never going to be done practicing because you just always get better. It's like that, that's mm-hmm. the career. So, yeah. But um, it's great. You're yeah, never, you're never out of ideas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, working in such a large band, right? Because Floor Soul can, it has, you've worked with like from two to 13 instruments, right? Mm hmm. So working in such a large band, have there ever been times before you found like a more consistent group that you worked with where you felt out of place as a singer or as a woman? And how did you overcome that feeling if you had it? So I would say in the earlier years, I've had the company for, I think, eight years now. And when I was just getting going, um, it's kind of funny, like they can smell your insecurity. (laughs) So when I was, you know, obviously just kind of getting my bearings as a band leader and figuring out how to do this, you know, there was, there was, there were little blips of, of challenges with certain musicians, but in general, um, people have understood the vision, whether it was fully formed yet or not, and have believed in it. And I have a lot of people I've worked with for six, seven years now, um, who, have kind of understood sticking with it and like, yes, this is developing and growing and getting there. I think there was, there were some challenges in the early years of just myself learning how to be a band leader, how to organize 12 other people, um, like down to the 
real basics of like, how do I get them all sheet music? And how is everyone going to have all the details? And just, you kind of have to wear a lot of different hats and be, I'm like the band mother, like organizer, accountant, everything. So (laughs) kind of um, getting into that groove. And now it's, it's like old hat, but it was, it was definitely challenging. And I was like, wow, what did I get myself into with this 13 piece salsa band? But now it's, it's really fun um, because we've done it a lot and I kind of know what to expect. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good point. Um, with singing and being the vocalist, you're you're kind of always like expected to be the band leader and get all of the parts, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's like part of your job. And no one talks about that. Like how many part, like how many copies is it double sided or is it like in what keys you need all these things? And I remember the first time mm-hmm. I printed something for my pianist, he was like, double-sided but please tape it and I was like okay because he was yeah. like, if it's double-sided then I can't turn it so I was like all right I got it I got it so I remember that being like a thing I was like okay I have to learn like what preferences are and stuff like that so I make mm-hmm. sure that I get it right yeah all those little details and a lot of you know it's not obvious to anybody watching in the audience but you know I sometimes giggle when they go oh so you're just a singer I'm like well you can put it that way, but <laughs> you yeah. want to come spend the day with me? <laughs> yeah, because I'm not. Yeah. yeah, I am a singer slash accountant slash booker slash uh, producer slash band leader slash print everythinger. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's the umbrella job, definitely. Yeah. It just kind of keeps opening. How did I get stuck with all this responsibility? <laughs> oh yeah, it was my idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I guess um, another question I have for you. What's your idea on the statement that singers aren't musicians? I've noticed that, I guess more specifically within the pop industry, that singers are more often female, but even in classical music, a lot of the vocalist majors that I know are are female, um, and females are more often less credited for their work as well. So do you think that the statement that singers aren't musicians has to do with most females becoming vocalists rather than instrumentalists? Um, or are they like separate? Just like your thoughts on that? Well, I think that that statement is is incorrect. Um, maybe it's coming from people who don't really, I don't know how to say this politely. I've noticed a trend in the world of pop music that lacks a lot of musical foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, they're making fun, good music that people like to listen to. And so, yes, it's successful, which is the goal for them and that's great however there is a huge lack in like musical musicality in general um singers are singers are this wonderful middle ground we are both we're i've always said we're like the translator for the audience between the band and the audience so the band is speaking this language the audience is speaking this language and the singer has to speak both you're in between. And when I did our concert uh, tribute to Ella Fitzgerald at Birdland, um, that that concept like really came home for me, especially like, with her amazing scatting where she's kind of an instrument herself, but also just just in singing in general. I I believe that singers are absolutely musicians and should be. We should be understanding what the guys and gals are playing with us. I don't look at it as, I guess it's how you look at it. I don't look at it as they're playing for me or behind me. I'm a part of them. So right. I need to speak what they're speaking 
I'm also here for the audience, so I need to speak what they're speaking. So I think we're both. Yeah, that's really nice. A nice way to think about it. You're really like the bridge. You mm-hmm. have to know both sides of it. Yeah, that's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Um, so my last question for you kind of goes off what you said about Ella and like improvising. Improvising as a vocalist, I feel like is so beastly. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know how else to put it. It's just so <laughs> difficult sometimes. Yes. Um, do you feel like you look at improvisation the way an instrumentalist looks at it? Do you feel like you look at it like entirely different or would you like intertwine the two ideas together kind of? So I'm still, I'm still changing my approach and that comes back to like the giving yourself time to develop. I'm, yeah. I've been performing on stage since I was five, but I've had like a real jazz band and show happening for eight years. So that's kind of a baby um, in the grand scheme of it all. I'm I'm still experimenting with how I like to do that. I think I approach it more as a vocalist, um, but I'm experimenting with all different ways. I just got out my piano for an embarrassing the first time in 13 years <laughs> to sit down and and change up how I was learning and transcribing things. I spent eight years doing everything by ear. And that is great training in one way, but I said, you know, I want to change it up and I want to get back to the core. It's all about that foundation. So I'm I'm kind of going back to sitting down at the piano and and approaching solos and transcriptions that way. Yeah. So I'm still changing it up and and I don't know if there's a better way. I think it's just whatever way works for you. But uh, I came into it approaching improv as a vocalist and now I'm trying to take a turn into the instrumentalist approach and we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Like you said before, it, it never, it's just, it always keeps going. It never changes. Like mm-hmm. it always changes, not never changes. It always, always, always changes. Always changes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, it was so lovely speaking with you. Thank you so, so much for your time. I loved hearing your um, your thoughts on everything. Well, thank you for having me. This was very nice. Thank you so much for tuning in. You can find Allison Briggs on allisonbriggs.com, fleursoul.com, on Spotify and Apple Music by searching Fleursoul, and Instagram at Fleursoul. She also released a new album, Vaya con Dios, in March, as well as a new single, See You Again, which she wrote in lockdown, both of which are absolutely fantastic. For a little taste of Alison Briggs music, the outro you're about to hear is another section of Taking a Chance by Alison Briggs and Fleur Soul. Here I slide again, that's a take that ride again, and I'm starry out again, taking a chance on love. I thought the cards were free, Mom, you know I never would try, but now I'm taking the game up, the ace of hearts is high.